0: Gene and Roger is the story of the two most powerful, influential movie critics of their time, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. You can find Gene and Roger on the Big Picture feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a quick trailer.
1: It seemed like a crazy idea for a TV show. Take two rivals and let them duke it out about movies. But Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert quickly became the most popular film critics in the country. Millions of viewers tuned in to see whether they'd vote thumbs up or thumbs down. This is the story of two unlikely superstars who changed the way we argue. From Spotify
2: and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Brian Raftery, and this is Gene and Roger. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This episode is brought to you by Visible. You know how on every season of The Bachelor, there's the concern that he might pick someone or just let someone go too far who really doesn't deserve it because he's not getting all the information he needs. He doesn't know this woman is the villain of the house. Well, luckily, when it comes to wireless, there's one company that keeps it real and you don't have to worry about that bad surprise at the end. Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide and get one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.
2: Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.
0: What are you thinking about this? Me? Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's uh, a little messy in terms of the color's aggressive. And, oh. um...
0: That's interesting because it's actually my self-portrait.
1: Mm. <laughs> I really just botched that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined today by my colleague who recaps the show for TheRinger.com, Mr. Roger Sherman. Welcome, Roger.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm I'm tired.
0: <laughs> um, Roger's also the new host of the Ringers New Podcast, The Ringer's Guide to the Summer Games. So check that out.
1: The uh, I guess the ring the Bachelor Summer Games did not happen. I wish I they think had. They were- there was talk about to. pulling that off, but that got postponed and they decided to just do Pre-COVID. two seasons of The Bachelorette and a season of Paradise. So it's OK.
0: Oh, my God. I I know. Apparently, Michelle starts filming soon. Paradise, I feel like, is the real summer games, though. So, yes, you, know, yes. you know, people, I think, are looking forward to that.
1: They did the winter one because there was no natural thing happening at that moment in time. But summer is about being on the beach and various people hooking up with each other.
0: Are there any events? They already that already you- have. That you you so explain what your Ringer podcast is.
1: We're just talking about a different sport every day for ten minutes, I'm trying to learn a little bit more about them. And you know, no one really knows what's. We all just kind of turn it on every four years and don't really have any idea what it is because you know who sure. has time to follow these random sports, but.
0: I feel like some of the people that you profile and you speak to in the sports you talk about could end up as bachelor dates. I mean, everything That is crossover in play. hasn't
1: happened yet. So far, they've only gone from like the Olympics to Dancing with the Stars, but I feel like there's such a natural lead in there for former Olympians Definitely to go if, on.
0: Oh, I wasn't even thinking that. Former Olympian could be the bachelor lead. That's for sure. But I also feel like there could be some date where you have one of these Olympians like teach the the contestants how to do a sport or something. Oh,
1: I'm just thinking about how like all of these Olympians and obscure sports, like sort of like bachelor contestants may not have many sources of income because yeah. their sports aren't super big. Bachelor's the way to go for them. Definitely. I think, this is a, I think this is a this is the new wave.
0: Well, tonight's episode was really something. It was pretty fun, actually. I, I enjoyed it. We're going to go over the three big goodbyes, Brendan, Mike P, and of course, Andrew S, which I think we're probably all very sad about, but we got to start with the group date, which is probably the most fun activity date, 15 minutes of the season. So far, Uh, the art date just really works. It was a group of four. It was Andrew, Justin, Michael, and Blake, which is a great quartet. Like of all the contestants, can you name a better quartet that you'd want to hang out with?
1: They're getting down to the no weak spots part of yeah. the series.
0: Yeah. No no losers. Last week was cut down day. We got rid of a lot of uh, weak links. And this week was just pretty solid. These seven guys delivered.
1: I'm not sure if it's always been this way, but it feels like they're going from like 14 to like five really quickly these days. Like they're trying to keep those sort of like semi-controversial people around a little bit longer before you get down to the, the real quality dudes.
0: I think- there usually is like a cut down week. And I think the reason it feels more drastic in the l- recent seasons is because they have leaned so hard into the villains. So mm-hmm. the, you kind of need to keep a lot of people around for the villains to villain. Like Victoria is not queen Victoria. If she doesn't have her subjects to like terrorize. Right. And like Aaron's not Aaron and Carl's not Carl and Thomas is and Thomas, if there aren't like a lot of guys to like gang up on them.
1: Yeah. So you have like Hunter was around like two weeks before hometowns and Hunter never had anything going on there, but no. that it it's that cut down seems to happen just so quickly on these seasons.
0: I know. So I, it was, it was very surprising to get to a group date. And it's only four guys, right? You're just like, wait, what? Yeah, I
1: was like, there's supposed to be 11 people separated <laughs> into two teams to play a sport that was just invented. That isn't <laughs> right. In the
0: Olympics. right. But instead this was a week of, of retread dates as as it generally is like, that's okay. We, I talked about this with Amelia last week, but these were kind of even more egregious. This was the art date that proved so effective and Tasha season run back with Blake once again for Katie. And so they had this artist named Jacqueline Secor come on down. I would call her Etsy, Georgia O'Keefe. And they had to like create some sort of art for that, like represented their relationship with Katie.
1: Let's go to, into the O'Keefe angle here, because clearly okay. I think they were going, we're in New Mexico, let's like do a thing where we show some Georgia O'Keefe art. But I guess they like probably called up Georgia O'Keefe's people, and they were like, we want no affiliation with The Bachelor. Yeah,
0: like, can, do you need Georgia O'Keefe's permission to say Georgia O'Keefe?
1: They didn't say her name once. No, not
0: once. They not just once. showed
1: these paintings, and I think something about the paintings by Jacqueline c C-cor? Oh, C-cor,
0: C-cor, yes. Secor, yes, S E C O R. Everyone, look her up. I did; it was very easy.
1: The thing about Georgia O'Keefe is the subtext there is that sure. it's suggestive of femininity, whereas and also these
0: the the female anatomy.
1: Yes, whereas these paintings are just a little bit more like directly, just cutting straight to the punch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah.
1: they did not have; they just cut straight to the cut straight to the chase. I think a little bit.
0: Also, I'm I'm currently looking at Jacqueline Secor art on Etsy as we discuss, and you know, it's sort of a lot of these these images are just sort of like being your gynecologist's office and like seeing some diagrams. Like it's very obvious.
1: (laughs) It's not so much a flower that looks like a vagina, so much as well, that's that's a vagina drawing.
0: Yeah, seriously. And so it's like the least subtle thing in the world. I just want to note her art is like ten bucks, so. If you liked what you saw, you could get it. The pink iris is probably the nicest one I, I see so far. At least it's the smallest size. It begins at 10. It goes all the way up to 30 if you want an 8x8. I I don't know. You you, you all decide. Check her out on Etsy. But um, I, if you're I looking it was, for
1: vulva art, you're looking we have for a hookup for you.
0: <laughs> and you don't want to get just like a cool Georgia O'Keeffe poster, which is what I would do. My college roommate had a Georgia O'Keeffe poster up on our wall. She didn't consult with me first. What do you think about that?
1: My so freshman, my freshman roommate.
0: We didn't know each other.
1: You're you're just saying that she should have asked you to hang a Georgia O'Keeffe painting?
0: What's the etiquette you're, there? Do you need to do you need to consult on all hangings or only sexually suggested ones? Is it
1: because yeah, is it because it was Georgia O'Keeffe that you still hold this grudge? I don't hold a grudge. Years?
0: I don't hold a grudge. I just remember that I had like people who would like come into our room and be like, "Oh, that's interesting." Because we were 18, 19 and it was still sort of like Taboo.
1: <sighs> I yeah. feel like the the guys were very much playing into yeah, that. <sighs> yeah, and, and also on the Bachelor, yeah. the guys the guys were the ones who were like, "Oh my god, look at this!" And the the Katie and Jacqueline were acting as if it was normal, and the guys were really freaking out that this painting was sexually suggestive or just straight up sexual.
0: Right. And there's nothing wrong with sexually suggestive or suge- or sexual art. I think what was just so weird was that they didn't say Georgia O'Keefe that yeah. it was, that the art was no, I'm sorry, Jacqueline Secor, not particularly good, although she's already been offended by Blake more on that in a second. And that they just sort of like didn't give any context. That's been a weird part of the season. Like this happened last week with the drag, with the RuPaul's drag race contestants race. Like they don't, they don't they mention like the anywhere obvious anywhere stuff going on. It's sort <laughs> of like, it's like a no liability season. Do not mention any proper nouns. We haven't cleared. <laughs>
1: There was also in the um in the Seattle theme date. We'll talk about that later. They showed them putting gum up on a, on the wall, which is a reference to a, a wall in Seattle that's covered in gum and they just Oh, didn't, I didn't know that. They didn't mention it at all. They just showed them making out with gum in their mouths and putting it on a wall. It didn't mention that anyway. Sorry, I'm cutting ahead.
0: <laughs> um, let's talk about Blake at this date. So Blake just blatantly insults Jacqueline Secor to her face. I was dying. It was so funny. That was Blake who said it right.
1: Not a fan of the art. He said it was very aggressive, <laughs> which which I feel like was kind of the opposite of what you're going for with, with vulva art.
0: Also, like, who is Blake to speak with his aggressive art? I mean, I, this I is also, a man who
1: straight up, But well, he played the hit.
0: What did Blake draw? Because his art was totally black boxed. What did he draw?
1: So if you're familiar with the franchise, you'll remember that last season there was a similar art date where the men were asked to make art and Blake sculpted something that was completely blacked out. We don't know what it is. I believe it was a penis. Do you concur?
0: I think it probably was, yes.
1: The shape of the box was a little bit more rectangular. It had more (laughs) length than width. So I'm going with something phallic.
0: I think that's probably right.
1: And And this season... I was like waiting for them to get to Blake's art because I wanted to see if he would do a repeat, and then they just blacked out the entire canvas, so I can't make those sorts of guesses as to what it was.
0: It might have been like a his and hers art with Jacqueline Secor, you know. I just mm. feel like perhaps he was he was going phallic again because of that's what he you know that that's, that's where his, his mind was. Field went. of
1: expertise. He's he said he said that he was drawing the beginning of life. And that it was beautiful. And he said, and this is where I was a little bit thrown off. I don't know whether he was just riffing, but he said, it's something not a lot of species can do that only humans can do. And I mean, most animals have sex. I would yes, say almost think, all of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, some, you know, like, yes, they they all do. I mean, <laughs> not, not our, all are mammals. So, that, you know, there's, there's like some different forms of. You know, instead of giving birth, but yes, there is procreation for all species.
1: <laughs> Either he was just saying random words, which which could be, or he was drawing a very specific and bewildering sex act that I'm not sure what to say.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it was like um, I don't think Blake was on the like what's your favorite sex position date, so maybe he was trying to like throw some of that in to let Katie know where he stands because he didn't get to answer those questions.
1: Yeah. uh, But I think think you already have the sense with him. He he, he talked to her a lot about masturbation.
0: And then there was just Justin who was like, this guy is wild. He always turns it up. He always shovels down. If Justin (laughs) is saying that, like, what are we supposed
1: to think? It's, you know, sometimes I think, why did the bachelorette sense this? And sometimes I think, Oh, I'm kind of okay with them censoring this, <laughs> and this this might have been on the latter side. Do you They've, like
0: Blake? Do you like Blake? Ah,
1: uh, I I like him in very. I like him as this sort of comic jester of the show.
0: I did. I did too. Like, I was happy to have Blake this week, though. I don't think he's like someone I'm dying to spend time with. But I feel like he's turned into a really good bachelor character.
1: Every time he's gone into this weird kind of pervy focused on sex role. He's been hilarious and I've loved his presence on the show, but it's kind of, uh, he's progressing pretty far and into the serious part of he's the season.
0: Final four. Are we meeting Blake's family? I mean, Katie
1: just, I think really vibes with that, you know, sort of goofiness. It, yes, it seems they, to be a relationship almost entirely built around goofiness.
0: They said that they are very similar. So I think that is some relationships fall that way where like you end up with the person just like you because like you're comfortable with it. And I guess like the sex talk is something that they were laid on. Uh, She does seem to really like him, but I thought that he gave an all time bad like pre hometown pep talk. Blake was like, I'm not falling in love with you yet, but I, (laughs) I know that I will. You just have to trust me. If I were Katie, how could I possibly trust that? He said, I am not falling in love with
1: you he yes. said, at this point, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. But, like, but like, like,
0: based on what?
1: The like, obviously to watch this show, you have to have like a PhD in defining the exact instance of falling in love that they talk about all the time. Oh, I'm f- starting to fall in love. I'm, f- But that was one of the wilder ones we've ever gotten. <laughs> I'm not, but it's inevitable.
0: I'm not, but it's inevitable. It's like, based on what, Blake? Like, I, it, if I were Katie, I would have just been like, excuse me, I think it, your time here may have ended. Your watch is over.
1: No, but the sex jokes are too much for her. She just loves the sex jokes.
0: I'm afraid that she likes the slightly unavailable because Greg was similar. We'll come back to his date, but she was just like I'm afraid that you're just going to leave here. So I'm concerned that Katie is gravitating towards the guys who aren't giving her true positive affirmation.
1: I'd like to talk a little bit about the other art that was made.
0: Sure. Yeah, you're absolutely. Where should we go next? To sushi?
1: I'm not sure what was going on with the sushi. Was, was the so sushi An- the thing Andrew, that lost it for Andrew?
0: I don't know, but Andrew S. did a painting that he claimed was sushi, but just looked like some like blobs on on the canvas. I thought um, it was a flower. I had no idea what it was. I was very confused. But a flower would have made sense. That would have gone along with the Jacqueline Secor theme.
1: Ja- Jacqueline, not Georgia O'Keeffe, Secor.
0: Yeah. It was definitely closer to Jacqueline Secor than it was to Georgia <laughs> O'Keeffe with the color palette and and the, his brush strokes.
1: Now I'm worried that we're not allowed to say Georgia O'Keefe's name.
0: We definitely are. This is an editorial product. We're good to go. Oh,
1: okay, okay. I don't know the laws on that. It's, well, why weren't they allowed to sit anyway?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but they've just been avoiding proper nouns like the entire season. It's sometimes when I watch Canadian television, I'm just like, did you guys not have the rights to like Coca-Cola or something like that? And this season, comes, <laughs> and it just like feels like a little bit off. Like I used to watch DeGrassi a lot, and I was like, this just feels a little bit off. And that's what the season feels like. Like they just couldn't get stuff cleared or they didn't have time or I don't know what it is because not mentioning George O'Keefe is really funny in the, in this context. Anyway, back the, to Andrew and the sushi.
1: I didn't know what was going on there. I think the one that was most surprising to me was Justin, who is a good, who his his introductory scene was painting. He was up painting in his quarantine room and then he was finally given the option to paint and he painted one good flower and a bunch of little tiny stick figures around it.
0: I feel like this was a time problem. I watch Top Chef. Do you?
1: I've seen cooking shows. I've seen Top Chef. And yes, sometimes at the end, they have to just like throw <laughs> random uncooked ingredients yes. on the plate. And- yes, that's,
0: I feel like that's what happened. He put a lot of work and time into his rows. And then as a result, he didn't have time to finish the painting. Plus, like. I feel like this is sort of similar to like a home chef where they don't really make good meals themselves if they make like instant ramen because they're so used to like doing the fine cooking thing at work. This is very similar to Justin. He's like, I I paint all the time. I'm not I'm not giving you my A effort right now. We're not even engaged yet.
1: How much time do you think they get to make the like if you're on an art date on The Bachelorette, how much time are you given to make the art? Are we talking 10 minutes? Are we talking? A half hour.
0: I feel like it's 30 minutes.
1: You feel like it's 30 minutes? Just enough time for everyone to, like, give a little interview about what they're doing? Yeah. Talk a little. Yeah. Okay, I think he should have done more in 30 minutes.
0: I don't know, man. That rose was, like, very textured and layered. <laughs> it a
1: very beautiful rose.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did a lot. <laughs> it was
1: more on the O'Keefe side than the Secor side.
0: Yeah, it was like something you might consider buying on Etsy, not something you would just look at and click away. So I threw, away,
1: threw it away with the stick figures.
0: I feel like the stick figures are also kind of funny. Also, if you're like, if you're Justin. Do you really want to try that hard? Do you really want to be like the guy who's like, look, I'm an artist. Here's my art on the bachelorette date with Jacqueline Secor.
1: Ooh, you're arguing it showed like a little bit of a humorous side to him. I don't, I didn't come off that way. I don't, I I have not not gotten humor from Justin once this whole season.
0: We're just getting a lot of face from Justin, but not a lot else. Although she's really into him and he's very handsome.
1: He's got great eyebrows.
0: He's just a good looking fella. Very good looking. I thought that was funny, but I I was just wasn't surprised. I feel like because he's like actually talented, he was like, I'm not gonna try that hard. I'm not being set up for success here. So I'm just going to do a rose and stick figures. He knows how is how to play the game.
1: Wow, you're you're in on Justin. I you're thought like, he had
0: a good strategy.
1: You're coming up with explanations for a man who just drew some stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> you're defending the stick figures. You're, team I, <laughs>
0: team Justin over here. I I liked it. And then the biggest the biggest curveball to me was what Michael A did. How would you describe what Michael A did?
1: Again, there was some censorship involved. Yes. But I think he's he sculpted a butt.
0: He sculpted a butt. Why was he the only one with access to clay?
1: I don't know how that was decided. It it seemed like they could have just given everybody drawing materials. I yeah. don't know if he voluntarily chose the clay, but really I think like he probably uh,
0: did. He probably I feel like they probably had a choice of mediums and he went with clay, but it's really a much
1: tougher medium to work with.
0: Yeah, it just has Blake. And it doesn't fit the theme of Jacqueline Secor. She's not a, a sculptor.
1: Yeah, I just think that, like, in terms of entry-level artistry, if I was given a an opportunity to draw things slash paint things or sculpt things, my ability to make some slightly enjoyable thing would be so much higher with painting. So there's not that much you could really do that's complex. I'm not, I'm... Thinking that the butt is like a pretty easy thing to come away with in a half hour. I'm defending, you defended the stick figures. I'm defending the butt. Michael doesn't seem like a butt guy. No. Like in any sense of the term.
0: No, he doesn't. He really <laughs> doesn't. I was very surprised by that, but maybe it was a good, a good way to show his skills because he doesn't have any others. I don't know. I liked.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) He has no other skills. He's so compassionate and loving. At art.
0: At art. Listen, I'm like, Blake, arts and crafts is my biggest nightmare. So I I totally understand. I would also do something really straightforward and easy. When I was at camp and we had art, I would just like sit there and be like, you guys do it. I'm just here to hang out.
1: And maybe here's what I'm thinking. If you're talking about how this is an opportunity for guys to show a little bit of another angle to them. Michael has not come close to talking about like sex or anything really besides his like beautiful relationship with his family and his uh late wife and his child. And he kind of got to branch out a little bit and be like, I know what butts are.
0: Yeah, he just wanted to show off his the rest of his personality, I guess. I don't know. Well we've gotten a lot <laughs> from Michael A. He's I think that he maybe he was like wanting to show off that he's not just a dad, not just a nice yeah. guy. Like he doesn't yeah. want to be pigeonholed and that that respect, especially heading into hometowns.
1: Yeah, he's 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 showing that he's not just the guy with the most like gripping story in the history of the show. (laughs) Oh,
0: Michael, I was surprised that he was staying around. He's going to Final Four. Like, are we going to get to meet his kid? Is his kid coming to New Mexico? Like, what's happening there?
1: I hope that he gets to see his kid. Uh, just because I'm really just rooting for him as a person, I, I don't know if he's going to win this show or if he's going to be on future seasons of the show. I just don't want bad things to happen to Michael. He
0: seems Me so nice. He does seem like he a great so guy. He seems so nice.
1: I hope he gets to hang out with his kid. And I, I, uh, I He's also
0: really, he's realistic. He's like, can Katie just fit into this life?
1: Yeah. And then and then the the unpredictability with the butt really stands out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> such type. a such
1: a wild card. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed to it seemed to actually literally stand out.
0: Literally, the guys were really surprised by it too. It just seemed like it was out of character for everyone. This episode is brought to you by Visible. You know how in every season of The Bachelor, there's the concern that he might pick someone or just let someone go too far who really doesn't deserve it because he's not getting all the information he needs. He doesn't know this woman is the villain of the house. Well, luckily, when it comes to wireless, there's one company that keeps it real and you don't have to worry about that bad surprise at the end. Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide and get one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com.
2: Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at Lululemon.com. Oh, hold up. Smell test.
0: Go
1: ahead, sniff those pits. Now, your bits, feet, toes, come on. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you twenty four seven lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a <sighs> Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant.
0: All right, should we move on to our goodbyes?
1: Who went home? We had some really, really good ones. Really I feel like ones. I feel like three for three on the three interesting for three on goodbyes. the goodbyes.
0: Let's start with Brendan. Probably least interesting, but some good tidbits there nonetheless.
1: One of the funnier ones, though, I always love when someone comes out firing and does not hit at all.
0: I loved how he was like positive that putting on his chapstick before his talk with Katie was gonna secure him a spot in the final four. He was positive; like he, there was no doubt in his mind that if he could just tell her that his dad would love to have beers with him with her, that that he would be going further. He'd be moving on.
1: He said, "It's." Every time we talk, it goes great. So it's going to fucking go great. Yeah. And then he went in there. So what happened was he didn't get a one-on-one date and he was thinking like, what's up? I got to go talk to Katie to see where I'm at and convince her that I'm great because I'm not going to get that one-on-one time. And she said, "Uh, I mean, I kind of didn't put you on the one-on-one date because I don't really see it. So let's just go home right now.
0: I like that she did that. I also think that Katie is like tired and bored and doesn't want to have to talk to guys that she has no interest in because she's sending them home early.
1: I think she has like genuinely strong relationships with the top few guys, like stronger than you normally see on this show. Definitely. Um, And then there, there were just these dudes hanging around, him and Mike the Virgin. I was just like, why are they still there? And she disposed of both of them pretty quickly but brendan i was really funny because the funny part for me was he got sent home the Mm -hmm. chapstick didn't work Mm -hmm. and then he went to blake and he said we had an uh, i talked to katie and we had an agreement that i should just go home
0: (laughs) (laughs) why did he only go to blake that was one of the things i wanted to discuss with you (laughs) like why was the the only stop he made on his way out blake's room
1: Do you think that they know where each other's rooms are? I think they they do.
0: I think they do because they usually, you know, they stay together, but I think because they're in living in the hotel, they know where each other's rooms are.
1: And you'd think Blake was the person he had the least because he was the one who came latest. Maybe it was a Canada thing. Maybe it's like, like we're banding together for Canadian pride.
0: (laughs) Yeah, something like that. I mean, maybe, yeah, they had the Canada thing together or who knows? We don't really know a lot about Brendan. He seemed like a weirdo. We like, what else do you know about him? Names. Give me some Brendan facts.
1: He, uh, his dad loves beers.
0: <laughs> he's a firefighter. And he,
1: well, up. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> don't. He's not an official firefighter yet. If he's there's a fire, to be one. if there's a fire, he is not licensed to do anything with it. He just has to look at it.
0: <laughs> he can maybe help with the hose.
1: He's training to get there.
0: He's training. I don't know what it's like to be a firefighter in, in I don't want to
1: take away from the brave firemen and firewomen. Of course not. Or those in training. We're not
0: making fun of them. Or we're not making fun of anyone. We're just noting Brendan is not yet a firefighter, but he's on I'm, his way.
1: I'm glad that there's an extensive training process that apparently lasts long enough that like, you would define it as your current job as a trainee.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm also <laughs> glad they were honest about that. Remember when Cassie was on the show? She was like in school to be a speech. Therapist and many speech therapist students were pissed because she wasn't one yet. She was like tr- in training. She was like in school for it. So I'm glad they're getting more precise with this stuff.
1: There's a lot of aspiring, a lot of training, a lot of students. Sure. Well, it's also I, young
0: people, the beginning of their careers in their 20s. It's okay. There's nothing of wrong course. with that.
1: Yes. Constantly improving.
0: Constantly improving. Yeah.
1: I'm now um, in on Brendan.
0: I, I sure. I just feel like Kate, Katie clearly didn't want to have to keep Brendan. He was like worst of. of- <laughs> Or not, he was the least bad of who was left last week. And so I feel like him going to her room was just a win for everyone because it gave her the opportunity to send him home early.
1: Gave him some camera time too.
0: Totally. And now, if Brendan shows up in paradise, we know a little bit about him. His dad. We've actually heard him talk. Yeah. We know. Yeah. (laughs) We've heard (laughs) the sound of his voice and we know what he's looking for in this relationship, which is someone to drink beer with his dad.
1: Yeah. I hope that despite the breakup, you know, Brendan's dad can still hang out with Katie over like a bucket of Coronas because yeah. that was a, bu- a budding bromance that never got to shine.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. Brendan, good luck. I feel like we'll see him in paradise. Otherwise, why did he stay this say long? Next, Mike P. Mike P. got the cuddle date. What a date this was. A real um, variation on like the, the tantric sex date they usually make them do, which I don't care for.
1: They seek out the person with, Mike P. is Mike the Virgin, not Mike the dad. One of whom, by definition, has had sex at some point. He is a child. Um, Well,
0: I don't know. There's ways around it, but yes. Yes,
1: true, true. I shouldn't shouldn't assume. Um, (laughs) But Mike the Virgin, and they just put him in, like, physically uncomfortable positions. They seemed uncomfortable at first. They got a little bit more used to it. Things fell apart when he told her uh, that she reminded him of his mom. Yeah.
0: There was... he he um, mentioned his mom so much; it was like she was on the date. Like in his ITMs to the camera, he talked about his mom. To Katie, he talked about his mom. He kept talking about how he really wants a nurturer, and it's like Mike P. And then he's talking about how his mom might be upset when he found a girl, but she'd have to deal with it. It was like definitely uncomfortable. And if you're Katie, you're just like, no, I I can't get involved here. <laughs>
1: I always like hold out a little bit of like thought in my head, like maybe this was like one thing he said out of context and like they edited it strangely, but he he really kept going for the mom angle. He whispered in her ear.
0: That made me want to just jump off a building. Oh oh my God.
1: (laughs) He whispered it in her ear, which is, I think like. I don't want to rank the worst things you can whisper into someone's ear that you're in a romantic relationship with, but that has to be in the top 10% of worst things you could whisper in someone's ear if you're in a relationship with them.
0: Especially when you're like embracing and you're like in like a sexually suggestive situation, even if it's the point is that you're not actually having sex. I looked into that woman, by the way, her name is Jean. And she does a lot of different things. She started this thing called the Cuddle Sanctuary, which is cuddle events, professional cuddling and training in Los Angeles. Her name is Jean Franz Blau. Then she also is like an intimacy coordinator and does, you know, a lot of like just like work on like getting people closer together. She's quite a Renaissance woman, I would say.
1: It actually did seem like it worked because at first they were just like kind of giggling like, oh, this is weird. We're touching each other. And then at the end, they were very comfortable. And in fact, so comfortable that it reminded Mike of, like, his mother stroking his hair as a child.
0: It was just, like, very awkward. And she seemed like a great sport, though. Although it sounds like now that I've looked her up, she specializes in, like, these awkward situations.
1: Cuddle Queen Jean?
0: Cuddle Queen Jean, She She
1: demanded to be called the Cuddle Queen. Or she (laughs) requested.
0: And you keep calling her that, too.
1: (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, when you've got the rhyme, it's hard for me to, I, I associate things like job titles, like firefighter trainee or Mike, the virgin versus Mike, the dad. So when someone says they're the cuddle queen, I respect that.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I
1: respect the cuddle monarchy.
0: I did kind of like some of the other things Mike said, though, the ones that weren't um, particularly uh, free- creepy, but when he was like, I look like I'm from a," when he looks like I'm from a drug cartel, I thought that was really funny. he kind of that was, was
1: true. That caught me off guard because he hadn't said anything funny the whole funny time. Funny or
0: sort of like worldly or like acknowledging the outside world. Like we didn't know that he was aware of drugs at all.
1: Yeah, that I would have been surprised if if he's ever consumed any drug of any sort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just bad vibes from him the whole season, honestly. I mean, I did like kind of the way he talked about, you know, his choice to not have sex in a very different way than past people on this show who have sure. been virgins. He was very, you know, open and non-judgmental of like Katie's sex positivity. That was good. But throughout the season he kept giving off a little bit weird vibes. He uh he last week or maybe 2 weeks ago, he he got to kiss her and the way he got her to kiss him was he said um I like sports metaphors, so let's <laughs> get to first base. Um. And was that, I think that's not as bad as the mom comment.
0: No, definitely not as bad. At least it doesn't involve his mom. The mom commentary, I think, is like all time bad. I don't know how you come back for that. Like, of course he went home. Of course she didn't want to like see it any further. Being it's told tr- you seem like someone's mom is like, it, it's also, it's it not only creepy and it's like makes you wonder what his relationship was like with his mom, but it also like desexualizes a sexual situation. And I feel like Katie, who's sex positive, beginning of a relationship, just not what you want.
1: It's truly one of the
0: worst things that could worst, be said.
1: The <laughs> worst lines in Bachelor history. He thought would progress it in a way. It wasn't like he was angry at her. He was genuinely trying to further this relationship by comparing her to his mom.
0: Yeah, he thought that was a plus. But that I think speaks to like what he's looking for in a relationship. Like he's looking to like create like a, as he uses his word, a nurturing, like family, like right away. It just doesn't seem like it'd be fun to date Mike P obvious reasons aside based on how he was talking (laughs) about Katie.
1: (laughs) No, it's I, I worry for him.
0: Oh my God. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's putting a lot of pressure on his future wife to replace
1: his mother. And another situation where Katie did not wait. I don't know if it was edited, but she left. And then after the mom comment and then pretty much immediately came back and said, yeah,
0: I think it was. Pre- the sun Let's was still up. Dinner. The sun was still up. Right. So I think it was yeah. pretty early because they, it was. They like didn't April. make it to dinner. Yeah. They didn't make it dinner. But also like in April, the sun sets at like what? Around six, five. I don't know. Six, I think. So like, it's just not very late.
1: Do we need to Google New Mexico sunset? No, times I, to determine? No, okay. No, good. We don't, we don't need okay, to. Good.
0: But I'm just saying, I think it was like pretty clear that she was that Mike P what ain't it for her.
1: Yeah. She's she makes her decisions. Well, except sometimes she has a decision which she reconsiders. Sure. For example.
0: On to Andrew S. What a transition, Roger. Who's the host now?
1: I'm working on it. I'm nice. working on my segues.
0: So Andrew S, would you say he had a double goodbye or a triple goodbye?
1: A lot of a real roller co- a real whirlwind. It's, I think it was it, a triple,
0: a triple goodbye.
1: Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cuz there were two times he got into a car going away.
0: Yes. And then there was the in between in the hotel room where he brought her the card. So, Roger, did you pause to see what the card said?
1: It said, if you ever change your mind, dot 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 I'll be waiting. smiley face. Love, Andrew.
0: They made it very hard to read the card. Do you agree?
1: Well, it's it was easier than the um it was on the same stationery as the fantasy suites you're welcome to spend the night yeah. together card. They And, the, they and co- the
0: date cards, I think, too.
1: And the date card. Yeah. Why wasn't that the first thing I said? What is I, why did I go straight to the.
0: Cause we're it's a hotel room. We're close to fantasy suites too. We're almost at the end. I mean, this is week seven. Thank goodness. I, once the season is over, we won't be talking about it again.
1: I think it's cause I spend a lot of time dissecting the, like looking at it and seeing if it's different handwriting from week to week. And a lot sure. of time it is because it's really funny that they pretend it's from like from Katie or like from in past seasons, Chris. And like, it obviously isn't. they, just had someone write it for them. But anyway, sure. this one seemed to be written by Andrew, in my opinion.
0: But, like, they made it really hard to read. How'd you do it?
1: I paused. I hit pause. I, I This was very <laughs> important to me. I pause a lot during these episodes. I, I think that this show I deserves a detailed breakdown.
0: Of course. But so, okay, so he gives her that card, and then she does run out of the room. She does the classic run, jump, hug, which is like a bachelor... Olympic move onto itself. And then she asked him to stay a little bit longer and he says, no. So did he write the card just to get the opportunity
1: to turn her down? It's really just a roller coaster of things. I didn't expect to happen. I didn't expect him to get sent home.
0: Me neither. I thought he was was going to make it to hometowns.
1: Absolutely. I didn't expect well, I kind of expected him to show up again. It's The Bachelor.
0: Me too. Also, you look at the time left on the episode as you're watching. And you're like, what else could happen? But I, before he does reappear, I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to discussing with Roger if Andrew S is coming back. So there you go. That's
1: and then, and then he gives her the card, and then he apparently was joking on the card, or it was maybe like hypothetical. If you change your mind, because she literally changed her mind immediately. Yeah, immediately. But I mean, I think she was just, you know, uh, caught up in it. And he he was like, no, I mean, seriously, like if you ever change your mind, like three years from now.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think he meant like when the show was over, he should have put his phone number on that card. That's what I would have done.
1: They couldn't have showed it on TV.
0: That's true. Also, they might not have let him. Right. They also might have been like, no, you can't do that because I'm sure that the card had to be approved because Andrew doesn't have his own stationery. He doesn't have his own date card card, although I Clearly. would definitely travel with note cards. I love mail. I love cards. I love sending them. I love receiving them. I think it's a great, great touch. So shout out to Andrew. Good idea. But like, so I, I if I were on the show, I would arrive with stationary. Probably, probably so. Monogrammed.
1: The other like obvious way that this was, um, this was not necessarily a spontaneous moment was he meets uh, Katie in the hotel room. And then he stands up and they walk out and the camera zooms in straight on his butt pocket where yeah. he has the, where he has the card. It was like, it was like a yeah. right in on the butt pocket. And I'm like, really going for the butt, huh? There's got to be something going on with that butt. And then indeed the butt had a he, uh, It very card quickly in the came
0: out. Yeah, he was holding, he was holding it. And you're like, oh, okay, what's on the card?
1: And I, it was a very, it was a very, uh no, i stirred up some feelings that moment where she chased him down the staircase. Totally. It, was, it was, a a less cringy fence jump.
0: I like just think that Andrew S is all class. I mean, what an incredible exit by him. He turned the power of the bachelor on its face. Like very often when someone self exits, it's like for the best and everyone gets it. But like this was a a combo dismissal and self elimination. And I just feel like Andrew is now like the most powerful person in bachelor nation. He was like, I could have come back. I chose not to. He did the official. I choose me. It was kind of like Kelly Taylor in 90210. And it's like, I don't want to be standing up there again for you to say no. And like, you already made your choice. And he was totally right. Like is Andrew the most sane person to ever be on this show? He might be.
1: Cause he's, he wasn't going to win in that out of those five.
0: No, he was, you don't,
1: you don't get dumped and you don't then, draw
0: sushi and and win
1: <laughs> but she you don't get sent home and then jump four spots you know right. maybe she would have reconsidered and gone at one but she had stronger relationships with these other guys she said it to him to his face like i had stronger relationships with the other guys and she was really like caught up there because that was kind of a that was kind of a surprise thing for him to say normally people don't do that when they're leaving
0: and also, I think that she kind of put the nail in her own coffin by being like, I can't meet your mom and your sister and and all this stuff. Like, she's like, I can't meet your family. She knowing... did say that,
1: did she? Yeah. yeah.
0: And so that's sort of like, well, then he's like, yeah, I'm not going to subject my family to this. But one thing I was wondering is like, was his family already quarantining? Like, are they already there? I, I got to get some inside scoop on how the logistics of the hometown visits
1: worked. It, yeah. And you bring up Michael again. He was fa- he FaceTimed with his kid in this episode. Yeah. and I'm thinking like you're gonna you're gonna see him next week either going home or on hometowns. Like, what's the that that aspect of it also kind of seems strange. I don't know how any of that works.
0: Yeah, I I don't really I don't really get it. I, I there's also like if I were these people's families, I'd be like, really? I have to come to New Mexico and quarantine, and then like maybe meet this person who you might not even end up with. Like, I don't know about that. Doesn't sound great.
1: I think a lot of. <laughs> This show has successfully worked around a lot of the, you know, quarantine elements having to film on one location. They're reusing some dates, but I think it's been pretty decent. But, man, the, I miss the hometowns. Me too. I miss that actually going to the to the place where these people live, seeing where they live. I know. Showing off the, the different cities a little bit. And, and also, like, and,
0: deciding, like, what is a representative activity, either of the person or the city or, like, just the like the weirdness. I really miss the travel. I personally don't miss traveling after being in airports over the weekend, but I miss it for the show.
1: Yes, it's the. the I think the hometowns is the time when it really stands out the most to me. Yeah, also absolutely. when they do yet another art date.
0: Oh my god, let's talk about Greg's date on that note because Greg did sort of what Zach did on. Or sorry, Katie did for Greg what Zach did for Tasha on the Bachelorette two season or last season. And Katie did like a Seattle themed date for him. And there was just so many things that were strange. First of all, let's talk with the fish. Start with the fish. So Pike's Place Market, we all know it. It was in the real world opening credits. They throw the fish, etc. Were those real fish,
1: Roger? I think they said that they weren't real fish.
0: They were not. I, w- I couldn't tell. Like Greg thought they were real and then maybe it wasn't. I think they were not real, but it looked very lifelike.
1: It flopped. It had a squish to it. Mm. It uh, it was it definitely looked slippery when they were they were trying to catch it. it yeah, it's, it seems Did
0: they oil I it up or something.
1: I don't know what the fake fish economy is like out there, like what companies are producing fake fish and how realistic they are. I think um,
0: I think for this date, it was completely independent of who was on it, right? So they probably knew that this week they'd be doing a a, a Katie Seattle date, so they probably ordered these fake fish really early.
1: <laughs> so. On last season of The Bachelor, one of the people who got sent home the first night threw Matt James a fake fish. Who was that? It was one of the ones who got sent home the first night. She was from Seattle. Not very oh. important, but I'm wondering if they used the same fake fish. Oh,
0: interesting. Got to go back and check the
1: tape. <laughs> I tried, but she was so unimportant that <gasps> I, I like people weren't like, "Look at the girl who got sent home night one who threw the fit the fake fish." I. I I need to go back and do do some scouting on this.
0: Oh wow, but we definitely I, need to.
1: It's the only. I don't. I think there's. I I'm sorry. I wrote about this in my recap, but like, it's there's got to be other great and interesting things about Seattle besides the goddamn fish thing.
0: Couldn't they get one retired Seahawk? Like just one, anyone? It just doesn't even need to be a famous one. Doesn't need to be a Super Bowl winner. Any Seahawk? Couldn't they pay him to come and like play football with them?
1: Oh, so you ex- you you you're like, why would their families want to go to New Mexico? But you think retired Seahawks are just snapping at the opportunity to go to New Mexico? I mean,
0: if you pay them, I assume the families <laughs> don't true. get paid. Don't get That's paid true. to attend. But it's <laughs> it, true. It's like March or April, so it's the dead of the football season. And what else are people doing?
1: Ask Jacqueline Secor.
0: Well, she's different. Her work is not seasonally dependent, nor do you like retire from it at the age of like 30 or or younger. So I don't know. I feel like there's that. Also, like what about someone from the real world Seattle, the greatest season of the real world ever? Like, couldn't they have gotten like Lindsay or Janet to make an appearance to like do some kind of Seattle stuff?
1: There's got to be more Seattle stuff. There's just got to be more than the fish. They set up that little football field for them because she said football is huge in Seattle. It is big. And uh they ate the oyst they ate oysters because those are in Pacific Northwest thing. And then she Not only though.
0: Little. As someone who goes to Cape Cod I'll just tell you they're also big on the east coast. Um, they're
1: they're big in oceans, which yeah. there are a lot of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere with a bay, you, which Seattle has or a sound, you can find oysters. You, you know where they're not big? Where?
1: New Mexico. New, New
0: Mexico. Landlocked <laughs> state. <laughs> It's fine. All seafood is imported, basically. at This point, so it doesn't really matter. Refr- refrigeration is amazing.
1: How are you feeling about the edit that New Mexico is getting?
0: Um, not great. I wouldn't not say I'm di- great, right? I'm, I wouldn't say I'm dying to go to New Mexico based on this, but I think they were really limited in what they could do. But hold on, let's go back to Seattle for a second. The d- Sorry, Seattle date. The pouring rain. Could they have any less lifelike fake rain? Like, what is this? I thought it was, was a TV a- show.
1: I was kind of impressed by the fake rain. It was like a pretty good depth of fake rain. It was like a it was a lot of water. Of fake rain. It was
0: a lot of water, but it didn't look like rain. It just rained here in New York a few hours ago, and I was like, did not look the same.
1: Did did like? I assume they got in touch with you know a company that does that for movies.
0: Yeah, I'm and sure. And
1: transported it maybe from L.A. The rain thing. Do you think there are New Mexico specific rain things? <laughs> I, I thought it looked I. You know, I I bought into the movie Magic.
0: Okay. All right. Fair and enough. And
1: you apparently were jaded enough to think it was a good raid.
0: I was just like, I don't know if I'd want to get soaking wet for this, but whatever. That's true.
1: That's true. I, it looked like they put on different like outfits that were a little bit warmer, because I think it's cold in New Mexico. I keep yeah. getting the sense that it's cold in New Mexico. I think
0: it's warm in the sun during the day and really cold at night. It's like the, I, it's the high I desert. Mean,
1: they could have just sprayed them with hoses. Or use like a, one of the sprinklers that they probably have for their golf courses. But they went all out above and beyond. They got the rain machine. I'm proud of them. Yeah. And the rain machine people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get that's really nice. Um, you mentioned to me that there was like this whole chewing gum thing that happened on the date that like just went over my head that I didn't know about. That's also a Seattle thing.
1: It was like a four second snippet. And I didn't know about it. Mm. I saw them making out with popped bubble gum in their mouth. The bubbles were full. They made out, they smooshed the bubbles together and then they stuck it on a wall. So I Googled Seattle gum wall and there is a <laughs> gum wall in Seattle that's apparently one of the grossest places on earth. Sounds because, like it. But they didn't then have Katie say, and this is like the famous Seattle gum wall. They just really went all in on the fish.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning of the date, I, I need to talk about Katie's outfit in two respects. First of all, Katie is dressed like a lot like me. Like I also just wear plain nondescript t-shirts and jeans like all the time. So shout out to Katie. I loved it. I like to buy my t-shirts at the well fleet flea market. You can get five for 30 bucks. It's pretty great. I recommend it. Nice. And, and, can you tell it's summer and all I want to do is talk about Cape Cod. Um, anyway, number two, Katie and Greg for their second one-on-one date were matching. They're both wearing green. I had Nick Vial on the pod last time this happened, and he explained to me how this kind of matching coincidence might happen, which is there's a producer with Greg who knows what what's up with Katie, and so he might encourage wearing one thing or another. And so if Greg doesn't fucking win, and she has two one-on-one dates with him where, where the producers make them match clothing, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm just like, what was the point of the matching if he doesn't even fucking win? So... <laughs> What is the point of them matching? Like for two dates. This is like unprecedented. I can't, I don't remember this being a thing on the Bachelor or Bachelorette before.
1: You're thinking there's zero chance
0: that he doesn't that it's win.
1: coincidence.
0: Oh, it's zero chance. Zero, zero chance. She mentioned it, Roger. She's like, look, we're matching. There's zero chance.
1: That's something you would say if it's a coincidence.
0: No, it's not. I mean, it might, <laughs> might seem like a coincidence to her, but to the producers, it is certainly not. And it's the second time, moreover.
1: So you're saying that would she know that the producers intentionally match them up?
0: She might not. She she probably does know. Yeah, she seems like a smartish girl.
1: So I mean, that's just making her think that the producers want them, want her to pick mm. Greg, and oh, she's going to rebel and pick someone else. No, but I'm I'm Greg. Uh, you, you hinted at this earlier. Doesn't seem as into it as into it no, as Katie. He doesn't. Seems a little bit, and maybe that's just his his personality. is a bit also, aloof. Greg's but, sister
0: sounds tough. Apparently Greg's sister told him the worst thing about him is his insecurity. <laughs>
1: that's, that's, there's nothing you could do with what that. Are you, that's what are a you real, to
0: say? That's
1: a, that's a real, you remind me of my mom <laughs> situation where there's just no way you can yeah, because you can't really fix that and pointing it out only makes yeah, it worse. Seriously, so. And
0: just like Greg's sister does not sound like she sugarcoats anything. Very tough.
1: Greg's sister, next next Bachelorette.
0: I know. I I I
1: can't. I I just want her to needle the deepest uh, issues with these guys and just really. We're gonna get to
0: meet her next week, and I'm so excited. But yeah, it seems like it doesn't seem like Greg is like overwhelmed with enthusiasm. Like Blake was more enthusiastic about I'm not in love with you, but it's inevitable than Greg has been about anything.
1: Could just be him. It could just be the way he. he Yeah, he might not
0: be like you know, a camera ready, a motor.
1: He seems just, uh, he always seems a little bit like dour, like a little bit. There's like a little hint of hint of something beyond there that isn't quite content. Yeah. Yeah, But
0: yeah, but it seems like he's popular in the house. Seems like the guys like him.
1: Would you say that maybe of the guys who are there, he's like, he, he also doesn't seem like I want to be on TV type of guy either.
0: Well, I I mentioned it every week. Greg took acting lessons, so he might want to be on TV.
1: Okay. (laughs) everything's (laughs) everything's <laughs> everything's over yeah no he's faking it and he, the reasons he's there are wrong and I'm, not,
0: I'm not saying he's there for the wrong reasons at all but i'm just saying like i don't think he's like shy just throwing that out there at least not when there's a performance i don't know i'm very hard on him having taken acting lessons for some reason i just can't get past it
1: so if he's still looking out there a little bit sad when he's supposed to be happy the acting coach sure guy,
0: yeah absolutely get get new classes man maybe his we're in new york maybe go to la where, where acting really happens
1: i mean he's about to be a former bachelorette contestant he'll be in la yeah sooner rather than later
0: yeah so <laughs> he has a lot of acting opportunities ahead of him perhaps he,
1: he just needs to act a little bit better with Katie.
0: Who's, whose family are you most excited to meet? other than mike let's take michael out of the equation obviously you're most excited to meet michael day's son right
1: I'm not like excited about it. I just want Michael to go be happy Me somewhere. Too. We and all want to, happiness for Michael A. I, I, I don't I don't need to see it on TV. I just need to know that somewhere off in the world he's like smiling and enjoying his life and not stressed out and f- peaceful and <laughs> peaceful. I, I don't need to see it though.
0: I think peaceful. I'm most curious about Justin's family because I feel like I know the least about Justin. So I'm interested to see how that goes. And then I'm like, Blake, like, where did this man come from? Like, bring on his family.
1: I I think that's got to be the answer. What went into (laughs) How did
0: we get Blake?
1: (laughs) How did this happen? And, you know, that's that weird thing where it's like you're getting down to the serious part of the season. And he seems like such an extremely unserious human being. And, like, maybe his family being there, they'll just be, like, more rowdy Canadians like Brendan's dad. Or maybe they'll be like, finally, it looks like our our rowdy son is settling down. I see, Did I just say rowdy yeah, twice? I,
0: I could see Blake having like hippie parents, like like kind of like similar hippie sex positive parents. But like we've just always encouraged Blake to be open and follow his passions. And that's why he's an animal advocate who loves to make graphic art while on television.
1: As long as they explain what a wildlife manager does. <laughs> <laughs> if the. That's your 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 hang up this season is the acting lessons, and mine is the job title wildlife I, well,
0: Hopefully, we'll find out what it is. Um, final question for you, Roger. Who do you think is hosting the mental all? We got a promo for it. There was no host scene. Who do you think it is? Who do you want it to be?
1: There was a promo for it, and they didn't show any like Might scenes from it. it. Yeah. They just showed seat. Scene- yeah, they just showed scenes from like the past. I I I don't know. It's not going to be. Uh, Taisha and Caitlin. No, I don't. Right? Think so, maybe though. Who Who's on the short list?
0: I have no idea. Like, do you bring in like Wells? Do you bring in Franco, the wedding photographer? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's on the short it's- list. But last time we spoke, you and I were saying how we really needed like a permanent host, new face of the franchise, and I still really feel that way. It's a great opportunity to test someone out.
1: They're giving Franco Franco's- a lot of. A lot of opportunities. I don't to shine. care for Franco. And, uh, you I do not care for Franco. No, I it's it's not landing. <laughs> I
0: saw Rob tweet last week that like he, we hear you no more wedding shoot dates. And I'm like, thank God no one likes that. So maybe Franco's days are numbered. Just give him the men tell all he needs it before he's on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: it would be it would be enjoyable TV, but then let's let's not no more wedding. Shoots sure,
0: please. sure would be um, for more from Roger. Check out his recaps on the Ringer.com every monday night listen to the new ringer podcast the ringer's guide to the summer games roger will be explaining the more esoteric sports you need to know about so get set and thank you to kai McMullen who produced this episode i'll be back on thursday with callie curry as per usual and there's a lot of reality tv on the horizon i'm pretty excited about it so thank you for listening have a great week and talk to you soon